0: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Bobby Loeb has lived in West Marin for four decades. The retired preschool teacher is known around her town of Point Reyes. She built her home in the community, a house where she raised her two children.
1: Basically, we built it over 18 years, my ex-husband and I. An old German guy had a chicken coop here. Somehow, over the years, they added rooms to it. Her house is a quirky bungalow that sits
0: on a big lot. Chronicle housing reporter Lauren Hepler says it's a pretty special place.
2: It's beautiful, first of all. It's literally this one acre of iris flowers blooming and there's apple trees. She
0: has a big tomato garden every summer. It's the kind of carefully built treasured home that you'd expect a longtime resident would love to hand down to the next generation of their family. But Bobby Loeb, had another idea.
1: I just see so many people who have moved away who can't afford to live here. And I see people who work here and they can't live here. And we're going to lose all the young people. It's just going to be older, rich people who retire here or have second or third homes. So Bobby decided to sell her home to a land trust
0: for $550,000. That's only about half its estimated $1 million value. It's an innovative solution to the Bay Area's affordable housing crisis, and it's gaining some popularity even in wealthy small towns like Point Reyes. Lauren Hepler has been covering the story, and she's here to talk about the arrangement and the kind of win-win benefits it provides to both sides of the deal. Lauren, thanks for being here.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So Lauren, you spoke to a Point Reyes homeowner who decided to sell her home for half its $1 million value. The deal was known as a, quote, retained life estate. What does that mean?
2: I know it sounds super wonky, like some crazy accounting term, but it's actually a form of donating property to charity that a lot of universities, churches, nonprofits like food banks have used for years and years. And that's because it allows them to receive real estate from a donor at a really steep discount because the owner of the home gets to keep living there for either the rest of their life or for a set amount of time. So in the case of this homeowner, Bobby Loeb, she plans to live in the home for the rest of her life with no monthly payment, no mortgage or anything. And the deal also allows her to keep earning income from two small one-bedroom rentals on the property. And then the land trust, in this case, the nonprofit that's going to ultimately receive the home and turn it into affordable housing, they've agreed to take on any maintenance that comes up in the meantime. So instead of having to pay for a new roof or new plumbing or anything like that, the nonprofit will take care
0: of that. While the homeowner is able to sort of age in place. And what life factors would compel a homeowner like Bobby Loeb to make this decision?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. And In this case, it was sort of a dual financial motive and then something that she felt very passionate about. So Bobby, who's 81, she said it was a nightmare when she was a
1: renter in the North Bay. I've lived in this town long enough to see what a disaster it is to find housing. I was a renter for many years. That's why we bought this place. We just couldn't stand being a renter anymore. So
2: she really appreciates how difficult it is for people who work at the schools where she used to teach or in other local jobs, how difficult it is for them to find affordable housing in the communities. She talked about how she knows a lot of people that are commuting from cities far away or spending kind of unsustainable amounts of their income just to try to make it work. So she very much wanted to give back to the community
1: so the idea that this place could be affordable housing is like my legacy you know what i'm leaving behind to this community and i love this community and i'm i'm very happy that i can do that
2: and then the other thing that motivated it was sort of her own circumstances
1: i knew i couldn't afford to keep it up i have three buildings here and you can imagine how much it takes to keep three buildings in repair. I didn't wanna sell the place because the problem with selling the place is that I couldn't continue to stay in the community, no matter how much money I got, It wouldn't be enough to buy another place.
2: And she was saying, you know, it it really did add a lot of stress to think about, like, what am I going to do as this house gets older and, you know, the roof springs a leak or things start to break down? How is she going to pay for that as a retiree? I don't
1: have much money. I live on Social Security and my rents. And I just couldn't do it. That's
2: something you hear about a lot in California. One phrase that comes up a lot is someone who's kind of like house rich, like the house they own is worth a lot of money on paper, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of cash poor. They don't have a a ton of income coming in every month. So that's exactly what this kind of solution was was designed to try to work out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the land trust that Bobby sold her home to is called the Community Land Trust of West Marin. And the sale was made possible by initiative that really targeted seniors in Point Reyes. Tell me more about this initiative. Yeah, so this land
2: trust, which is better known locally as CLAM, agreed to pay $550,000 for the house through a mix of private donations, county affordable housing dollars, and funding from the Marin Community Foundation. And they did that as part of What they call an age in place initiative Where they're really thinking about this issue Like we just talked about Where you've got seniors who have these houses That are worth a lot of money on paper But it's really daunting to think about Continuing to pay a mortgage if you're retired Or things like the roof springing a leak Or other big maintenance bills So this idea of a retained life estate Like we're talking about Where the land trust is essentially buying The future ownership of the home After the homeowner passes away That's one model model, buying houses at an affordable rate while also allowing the senior to stay in their home. Another one is sort of a more traditional land trust model where The homeowner would continue to live in their house, but they sell the land underneath that house to the land trust. So all of this, I think, is a good example of how these things sound like they get really technical and it's like, oh, why would you even get into details like this? But it's because we know that the housing crisis is so acute here and the prices are so high Mm -hmm. that you're starting to see a lot more experimentation and kind of sophisticated financial and legal ways to add more affordable housing.
0: We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. What are other examples of this kind of model of land trust and community orgs working together to address affordable housing? What other models of this have we seen in the Bay Area?
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. One that I've researched a little bit is in North Fair Oaks, which is a community near Redwood City on the peninsula, right in the heart of Silicon Valley, near like Facebook headquarters. There's actually a nun there who works at a Catholic nonprofit. She's the head of it called the St. Francis Center. And what she's done, like kind of below the radar over the last decade or so, is amass this entire portfolio of apartments worth millions and millions of dollars. In some cases, she's actually bought entire buildings back from real estate investors Mm. (laughs) by relying on on private donors in the area. She's saying, I'm gonna cap the rents and rent them to, in this case, a lot of Latino workers who live in the area at an affordable rate. There's other examples like the Oakland Community Land Trust where they're focused heavily on single family homes. Like I think a lot of people in the Bay Area have heard about Moms for Housing Mm -hmm. and the activists that occupied a house that had been bought by a real estate speculator in Oakland. Put the guns down!
0: In a pre-dawn raid, heavily armed sheriff's deputies moved in on the vacant home where women and children had been living illegally. Four people were arrested after a 50-day standoff.
2: And then the land trust, actually, what happened at the end of that case was that the land trust came in and ended up buying that home from the investor. And what they're trying to do is buy up more homes and then make them either lease to own or sell them at discounted prices. So there's lots of different ways this can be done. It just sort of depends what kind of financing the nonprofit has available and then the deal you can make with whoever owns the property
0: at the time. We know that housing insecurity affects different groups of people in the Bay Area. Let's listen to Bobby share why she thinks selling your home to a land trust is an option that more people should consider.
1: I really hope that there are older people who are in my situation who are wondering what are they going to do, you know, and that they hear this story, which is why I'm talking to you. And not enough people know this is a possibility. And it's wonderful for older people who can't keep their place.
0: Lauren, what else did Bobby share with you about making this decision?
2: She put it in the terms of, like, I don't know how this community is going to survive without affordable housing. She saw intimately kind of, like, how all the members of a community need to be supported and in very basic necessities like housing for a place like Point Reyes, which is so small and so tight-knit to kind of function mm-hmm. day to day. So she saw it in that way in sort of like a very moral sense. And then it also just made sense for her family, she said. So she has a son who's an artist and lives out of state. He lives in Memphis now. And she said he told her, just do it, go for it. And then her daughter lives pretty close by in the North Bay. But she said, you know, I need to be closer to town. So I, I also think this is a good idea.
1: It my children, and my children are in not in a position to help me financially. So when they heard that I could do this and that I would be taken care of, they were very happy, and they both said, "You know, we're just concerned about you and how you can live well into your later years, and and if selling your place to clam." would work out for you, then we're happy. We're just fine.
2: And so that did a couple things. Like the big obstacle to do this sort of thing for a lot of families would be, you know, like the family home is the most valuable asset Mm -hmm. in a lot of families. So giving that up, selling it at a discount like they did, could seem like a big financial hit. But then she also does get this added benefit of being able to say, you know, my legacy is that I left permanent, affordable housing in the community I cared a lot about. So it, it was kind of a two-pronged approach that she took to it.
0: Is this idea becoming more popular? Do community organizations or land trusts have to sort of make a strong pitch for this? Or is this becoming more of an idea that you think people would would be attracted to?
2: It seems like it's kind of an interesting moment right now. Because like I said, when you're dealing with like big universities, they've got whole philanthropy departments that are set up to deal with the tax implications of this and all the legal agreements that need to be in place. And that can be a bigger ask for a small nonprofit like a land trust. But that said, given how hard things are to crack into the housing market right now, I think there's more and more interest. So there are examples like another land trust in Sonoma County that's offering retained life estates. And when you talk to consultants who work in this field, they say, you know, like this is not a decision to take lightly. So the thing they say is that Everyone, both the the person who's donating or selling their property and the nonprofit need to have professional advice and make sure like all the T's are crossed, I's are dotted type of thing. So that's what I think has maybe kept some organizations from looking at this more closely in the past. But it's like, okay, now is it worth our extra time and effort to investigate things like this?
0: Looking ahead into the future when Bobby is no longer living in her home what would affordable housing look like on her property?
2: The land trust is saying really there's a lot of options for what they could ultimately do with it. So they have to think about how do you best serve the most amount of people because right now they've got over 200 households on their wait list Mm. for affordable housing. So Ruth Lopez, the program manager at CLAM, said one option could be to sell a bungalow or all of the bungalows to a homeowner at an affordable rate, and then the land trust would continue to own the land. So that, again, keeps the sale price down. Or they could just rent them all out as below market rate units. There's a lot of different options. And that's a bridge that Ruth said, obviously, they'll kind of cross when they get to it because Bobby, she has a lot of plans for the place still. So that's something that we'll see down the road. But it's interesting to hear how the land trust is
0: thinking about all the different ways to potentially serve the community. So Bobby gets to keep enjoying her home and also know that it's going to become affordable in the future for Other residents, it's a rare, happy housing story, Lauren. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. Thank you. Lauren Hepler covers housing for The Chronicle. Her story about a Point Reyes homeowner selling her house to a land trust is online now at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thanks to that homeowner, Bobby Loeb, for speaking with us. Thanks to Karen Creighton for producing this episode and to you for listening.